if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. You're with Alana and Jade. Today, we're talking about how to choose a social media platform for your business. Yes. So first of all, we're just going to go through the pros and cons of actually being on social media as your business. Lani, what's your favorite pro? (laughs) It's free. (laughs) (laughs) That says a lot about me. It's all right. (laughs) So it's free. You can, you've got an opportunity to talk to your audience directly. It is your story, your audience, you can dictate the message. So yeah, so rather cool. than say, for example, a media outlet doing an interview with you and then piecing the story together the way that they want, yeah. this gives you the opportunity to communicate your message exactly how you choose to, to directly to your audience. Absolutely. And so the other pro is the ability to drive traffic and sales. So if you are doing a campaign and you're trying to push your brand new candle line that you have just launched you can use messaging surrounded that you can link to your website where they can buy it is all in one spot whereas if you're taking out a more traditional advertising method like radio or newsprint or advertising print then they're actually going to have to go somewhere either on your website or in your store to buy your product so facebook will do that well social media will let you do that (laughs) for free and i think also like it is about finding new audiences, increasing your brand awareness and building and strengthening your relationships with your customers as well. Absolutely. Being digital, you can attract so much further afield than just in your shop front. Okay. So cons. Yeah. So the main con that um, people generally have is that they're worried about someone coming and being negative on their page, whether that's leaving a negative review or comments. comments. And yeah, that's a very real concern. Like it's never nice to hear someone not talk nicely about your business, which you care about and work so hard for. Not just a written complaint, but actually where people will see it. And that's the thing I think sometimes that um, some people don't realize the power of what they're doing. You know, if they go in there and they're leaving a negative review for a business, I don't think they always necessarily realize what an impact that that can have. However, you know, when someone does say something negative on your socials, The opportunity there is that you actually get to respond to them. Yeah. So you have a chance to be a part of that conversation. Absolutely. And quite often it's a miscommunication or a misunderstanding about your service or what your business does. So you've got that opportunity to correct them Mm -hmm. where everyone will see that. And it's also, you've got to remember too, like when someone posts, it's like anyone, you know, there's trolls everywhere. If someone posts negatively, you know who looks bad? They do. The person who does it. Exactly. And the way you respond that shows your audience the kind of business you are. If you respond to something calmly with respect and trying to have some empathy, that's just going to look so good. Whereas if you then get down and dirty and are just as malicious and stuff as they are, um, that's not going to leave a good impression. So really, someone leaving a negative comment is not a bad thing, but it's how you respond to it that matters more than anything. Absolutely. So, and it goes the same if someone's asked a question. If someone's asked a question, then other people will have thought that same question. So it's a really valuable 
space for you to respond with that answer. Obviously, doing that in the most timely manner is going to look best. If, Absolutely. If, if it's been a week, still reply, don't leave it because it's going to be there forever. Oh my God, don't it. leave it for a week. <laughs> no, but it, if it has been, it's fine. We'll forgive you. Just reply to them. No, we won't. <laughs> don't do that. All right, good cut, bad cut. Can you tell? <laughs> Um, but no, if someone is harassing you on your page and that is a concern, you can hide their comments if they're repeatedly doing something and you oh, can block them. Yeah, hundred percent would definitely hide over deleting, deleting more often than not puts fuel on the fire. So, whereas if you hide, only them and their friends can see the comments. So, it's just a much kind of smoother way to, to deal with that. And then, yes, you can actually block people from your page as well. That's in your page settings if they're being a serial nuisance, pretty much. Yeah. And so, the other one is maintenance. Now, if you are starting yourself off on a social media platform, you're going to need to use it regularly. It's not a set up and forget. It's not a local directories listing. This thing is going to need a little bit of love. But with everything, we do recommend starting slow. Set it up, try it out, and just do bit by bit. So you don't have to be posting every hour, every day. That's mm. totally okay. So you might have a goal where you want to be posting, say, five times a week. That doesn't mean you need to be doing that straight out the gate. Start with two. Mm -hmm. Just if you post at least a couple times a week, it means that, I mean, you're probably not going to get, like depending on the platform, you know, you might not get into news feeds that regularly, but it does mean that at least if someone was going to go to your page, it would be that there was something only posted ever, only ever like two or three days ago. So it doesn't look like it's inactive. Absolutely. We often as users search just as much on Facebook for a business as we do on Google or any other. A hundred percent. And if someone's last post was January, 2016, like you're going to think that they're closed, you know, like it is, it actually does have a detrimental effect. So if you're going to do it, you need to actually put some effort in because again, just when something's free, that doesn't mean that it actually costs nothing. Yeah. It costs your time. <clears throat> All right. So let's dive into some platforms. Now, obviously, Facebook is a big one to start with. So the audience that we're looking there is like a mid to slightly older audience. It's really popular in regional areas. It does really well uh, for us here in Mackay. It's got a high penetration, yeah. So for all kind of regional centres in Australia, you think, I mean, across Australia, I think it's it's like over 70 or over 80 sort of percent of like eligible people, which means 13 years and older, have a Facebook account. Um, and when you go into regional centres, like it's it's just the most common social media that is actually used you know like some people like for example I've got a TikTok account but I've never actually put a TikTok up yeah right awesome and so it has but a slight con to it is that it has quite a competitive mm. feed so because it is it is so highly used yeah obviously there are a lot of brands on there that are also competing to put their content in front of that audience as well so it's something where creating consistent unique interesting brand aligned content is really important so awesome. it's a bit more effort in that in that respect but you're gonna get good results if you get that nice cut through so yeah and it depends on your audience too like sometimes you know for someone they might only have say 400 followers yeah but they might have extremely amazing reach and engagement which makes it completely useful for them someone like won't name names but there's a local business that quite 
is obviously bought their followers. Yeah. So they've got like over 10,000. Actually, there's a couple now that I think of it. And it's just so funny because they'll post something and like you can see every post of theirs over the last month has had nothing. There's like maybe one like and oh, half the time no. it's like their mum or something, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it really is like, yeah, being consistent, putting out quality content, engaging and talking with your audience no matter what size your audience is. If you do that, then you will build those relationships. And that goes for all platforms, not just Facebook. Like if you're there, you've got to put the effort in. Yeah, 100%. So next one off the bat is LinkedIn. So it's a little bit more easy to be seen as it's not as competitive in regional areas. There's also less people on there. So you're not reaching as many people and there's not as much content going up. But it does mean if the kind of people that you're wanting to engage with are on there, it'll be easier for them to see your content. So who predominantly hangs out on LinkedIn? It still is very much like it started off as quite a recruitment thing. So I wouldn't say that LinkedIn has a specific age group or anything like that. I wouldn't think that they'd be. But it's a more professional audience. Yeah, it is. It's definitely a professional audience. And but I think, you know, it's because over the last, say, year or two in regional areas, it's really started taking off. Um, the amount of people on there who are, you know, good contacts that you might want to build your relationships and stuff with has definitely grown. And because it is easier to get seen, it's definitely worth considering if you have, you know, it doesn't even have to be a B2B audience. You might have B2C as well sort of thing. Like there's some retail ones that do fantastic on there as well. Awesome. And so personal profiles are a big driver on LinkedIn over company pages. Yeah, 100%. So when you're um, posting as yourself, so if I was posting as as Jade McCauley, I'm going to get more traction than if I'm posting as Rebel Nation. Um, But not to say not to do both. No, it's definitely still a good idea. LinkedIn has incredible SEO. So um, when someone is searching for your business or searching for your name, it's um, got a good chance of turning up really high on that first page of Google. So having your company page set up within like, you know, properly branded all your information and then posting every now and then so the page looks active and might have some interesting, you know, messages that you want to convey and stuff on there. Yeah. Still very worthwhile, even if it doesn't come up in a LinkedIn feed. Yeah. It could be if someone's giving you a bit of a stalk online in general that they'll come across that content and that's still getting found online for for the information that you want to be putting out there. Yeah. So say, for example, you're doing a recruitment campaign for your business at the moment. Obviously, your company profile would have some posts of that you're hiring and that kind of stuff. But your um, key team members, such as like your manager or that team's general manager or, you Mm -hmm. know, whoever relates to that. Salespeople. Anyone who kind of has a lot of contacts, knows a lot of people, etc. Sharing that or not sharing it, sorry. Posting, posting about, about it themselves. Yeah. So posting over sharing will get more of yeah. a response. LinkedIn consistently say that they don't mark down shares. They they come out that many times saying we act we really do not have any. Our algorithm is not biased against shares, but it is just so obvious when you yeah. look at analytics and stuff that shares just don't do as well as a post, you know, with an image or whatever it might be. So that's why you might notice all of the time that people actually will put a link into their comments oh, of their LinkedIn post tip. rather than um, putting it into the post themselves, which I don't do because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Only with our stuff. She does that with client stuff. <laughs> I am. Well, I don't really do the client stuff. <laughs> 
joys of having a team. Okay. A good one. A good team. <laughs> um, so Instagram, obviously a very visual based platform. You're not going to be blogging away or putting the same photo up all the time. You're going to need mm. a bit of an image library off for that. And that's the thing. It's sort of like people think that getting an image library is some sort of big, massive task or whatever. It really doesn't have to be. It might be something. We have a camera in our pocket. Everyone has one. Mm. But like you know, getting some images of your team together in different groupings. um, You know, your nice headshots, and then maybe some of what you actually do. So you know, like if you were, yeah, Yeah. if you were a mechanic, you'd be working on a car and shit like that sort of thing. And then you know, each year just get a bit of a refresh, you know, add some more. You can keep reusing ones from, you know, years ago sort of thing, but, you know, add to it every now and then. And it's, it's really not hard to have an image library. And for Instagram, you know, it needs to be like good images. It has to be good images there's a shit image will not get you anywhere no. so get, your get your team involved get them taking photos and and um, submitting them through to be shared if you need to absolutely need to you can use the likes of stock images but we do highly recommend trying to add a personal touch to them um, or popping some brand styling on them if you can tools like canva or even filters are really useful Mm -hmm. um while we haven't used stock images so much on our uh, instagram page we have set the tone with black and white images Mm -hmm. um and that's just a way that we like to replicate like push through some of our branding and styling plus i'm also an incredibly shit photographer (laughs) black and white black and white (laughs) just looks so much better pump up the contrast a little bit (laughs) that's it actually looks half decent (laughs) there you go another little tidbit (laughs) don't steal our black and white idea it's all i have Um, and so another really handy thing with Instagram is you can actually, if you've got your Instagram connected to your Facebook account, you can schedule from Facebook. So if you're sitting down batching your posts, which we highly recommend, Mm -hmm. um, you can do that from the one spot, which is super easy. So when you go through publishing tools, um, Facebook will either prompt you to use something along the lines of create a suite or business suite. It just depends on what version of Facebook you are running at the moment. And we all have different ones. Joy. Mm, it's always <laughs> fun. But yeah, once you get in there, it's really quite easy to use. And, you know, as far as being able to sit down once a month, schedule out, if you would say you were going to stick with the basics and just do two posts a week in a month, that's eight Facebook posts, eight Instagram posts. It's not going to do great leaps and bounds, but it's going to get you started and it might get you seen and it's going to, you know, start developing that habit for you because the more you do it, the faster you'll get at it anyway. Yeah. And you'll maintain a presence on those platforms at least. That's it. Okay. So another one is YouTube. Now YouTube is a really competitive space. Um, obviously videos only. Mm. It has a huge volume. Like they're. Oh my God. Deep dive right there. Dude. Who (laughs) has not gotten lost down the YouTube rabbit hole? I feel like that was before Netflix and chill. It was just like YouTube binge. But it's just like, you would just be looking at one or two things and next minute you're like, holy shit, it's been four hours. I can't say I've had that problem, Jade. What are you doing in the time? (laughs) looking up cooking shows for things I will never make (laughs) (laughs) mind you I can say my four-year-old has that problem (laughs) YouTube kids see Amelia and I are on the same page (laughs) (laughs) um so yes large volume which means it can be harder to see be seen on there but it is really great resource for having your video library 
popped on a social media platform. So you can be putting things up like frequently asked questions. If you've got a service that no one really understands what you're actually doing and you get to explain it like to every client that comes by. Even our service, man, like marketing's been around forever and a day and people are like, oh, so do you do websites? Of course I do websites. I'm in marketing. Like, yeah, we, we, we just like a female version of Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Frequently asked questions, case studies, that kind of thing can all be up on your um, YouTube and it's really handy. So when you say case studies, you mean like testimonials and stuff or like project kind of case studies or all of the above? All of the above. You don't have to stick to like theme topics or anything. You don't have to be posting regularly. It's not about keeping topical or front of mind on YouTube. It's really about utilizing the platform as as yeah, a library. I think a library is a great way of sourcing that, of um, terming that, sorry. And then like building on that, obviously then is that because Google owns YouTube, video content um, does really well for search. So it could be that if someone was searching for, you know, like when you do a search and videos will actually, like a whole bunch of videos will appear Mm, at the top sort of thing, depending on what the search terms are. It also, when you embed YouTube links on your website, so you, you have the thumbnail and everything of the, um, the, the video there, and like when you pr- press play, it still plays well on your website, but it's embedded from your YouTube. Yes. That's also really good for your SEO. And yeah, it's much better than, for example, trying to upload a video or anything to your site. Like there's some platforms that won't even let you upload yeah. video because, you know, think of like on a mobile phone, like it's just way too slow to load. Absolutely. So yes, YouTube is a handy one. If you've got those video sources that you want to live somewhere, chuck them up on YouTube. And remember, video doesn't always mean footage as well. It doesn't mean that you have to go out there and actually shoot video of stuff. You might have like, you know, like you could have something like Screencast-O-Matic where you're explaining something on your screen and it's taking a video of what you're doing on screen. A tutorial. Yeah, or it could be that you've got, say, you've got a project and you just put together a photo slideshow of, say, before and after of oh, the renovation or something yep. with a bit of music kind of thing. You know, so video content does not have to actually mean I'm going to go out and get a produced video or whatever. You know, there, there are other ways of creating, oh, even stuff like Powtoon. Powtoon is, there's a bunch of them, but I remember I used to love Can this one. Can you guys one. tell, Jay, just sort of got really excited about this? <laughs> I hate videos, so it's exciting for me to actually like something right. about it. Sorry, Powtoon. Powtoon is, um, there's a lot you can do in there for free, like most of it is free, but it's a creating um, little comics, like it's animated videos. And I know oh. that sounds like, oh my God, how would I create an animation? But trust me, I've done it a lot. Like I remember doing, I created a video for a campaign that was on TV and stuff. So like it's really quite cool. Nazi. So that's just an app you can download on your phone. Um, I don't know if that's an app version. Well, it's, it's definitely desktop. on desktop, yeah. but it might be like Canva, babe, where you can get the desktop and an app version potentially. Cool beans. Well, that's one to check out. God, we're giving away so many tips in this episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of the point of these things, you know. Uh, um, okay. She so. wants to charge you entry now. This is literally <laughs> what she's thinking. We should pay gate this content. <laughs> No, we wouldn't do that. I hate that. <laughs> um, all right, so Twitter. Now, we don't really recommend Twitter for its return on investment purely because it's been declining in Australia. So it never really took off here um, the way, especially regional centres, really didn't get that much traction. But during COVID, like so I think it was start to mid last February year. to like mm-hmm. July or something, yeah. 
Twitter dropped off the 50 most trafficked sites in Australia. That's pretty so bad. We're all sitting at home at looking a time at the news. When people were wanting to know what was happening, when they were looking for connection, yeah. when they were at home and orders all get out, you know, that it actually dropped off. So Australia, and it's not this, like in the US, for example, it goes great guns. Yeah. But it, in Australia, we just don't, we just don't really vibe with it, man. So I guess if don't you waste wanna, your time. It's also fucking annoying. If you want to keep up to date with the American politics, like Twitter's probably the place <laughs> to be, right? If you want to. <laughs> oh my God. No, no. Hard no. Pass on that one. Ugh. All right. And last but not least, Jade um, requested we add TikTok to the list. We have to have TikTok on the list. <laughs> Can you guess who's the older and who's the younger though? <laughs> TikTok's fun. I mean, I haven't done one, but it's hilarious. It's another one like YouTube where you can get lost in a bit of a spiral. Right. Okay. So tell us about TikTok, McCoy. So TikTok is like these short little, really creative, really engaging kind of videos and stuff. And I've seen some businesses do some fantastic, especially retail Mm -hmm. um, and explainers, actually some explainer videos that are really quite clever on TikTok that people have just done with their phones, done themselves in the office, etc. And the thing is, it's not like you need to have some sort of big creative idea yourself. Like get on there, watch what other people do, and then you know you, what chances are you probably go, oh, I could actually probably adapt that to use for my business. Shows what I know. I just thought it was a bunch of kids dancing and then adults <laughs> trying and failing. Well, no, it is that. That's fairly yeah. So it really very much is a youth audience. Um, like you know, most of the people who are contributing. A younger yeah um but it is there's a lot of kind of older people that are sort of getting into it and everything it's like anything the young ones find it and then all of us oldies come along and go what's this you got oh that looks pretty good i'll use the talk tick <laughs> i'll use that clock one what's that clock one um but it's obviously one of the fastest growing platforms at the moment there's some concerns about the um because it's like Chinese owned or something like that about where the content who it's owned by and things so that there's some security and privacy stuff yeah so if that is something if you do have a business where that could potentially be an issue it's like anything like I mean if you're one of those people who reads the terms and conditions for stuff more power to you but it, it is one to to probably look into more than any other but it's also, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Friday night drinks for TikToking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, guys, to wrap this up, we've got a few points for you. So number one is to secure your handles. If you've had this discussion and you know you're going to be on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube, and you know leave the others by the wayside, then jump on them and secure your handles. So it's the at Rebel Nation. It's the at Secure your business name's handle. That doesn't mean that you need to be actively using it. And that's like what we're going to say next pretty much is that, you know, start with one. Yeah. So if, you know, most of your audience is on Instagram, start with Instagram, build it up, get good at it, get consistent at it, get a strategy that works for you, get it so that it's, you know, it's not a pain in the ass to do. Like you just, you know, you've gotten really good and consistent about posting, etc. Then start on your next one and leverage your audience from one platform to the next. Yeah. So when you start rolling out even just one, but if you're rolling out multiple, if you're using multiple platforms, we highly recommend using a content calendar for your planning. So if you're like, right, I've got my two on Facebook, my two on Instagram this week and one on LinkedIn, you know what you're going to be talking across those platforms that week. So we're focusing on recruitment. We're focusing on sales. Like you've got your key messages 
all in front of you and you're batching it. And it makes it a lot easier to repurpose content across the platforms when yeah. you can see it all in one spot. So when you're mapping out your content, you can be like, okay, we got this client testimonial. Um, I'll put it on Facebook this week. Two weeks later, it'll go on Instagram. And then a few days later, I'll put it on LinkedIn. Cool, I've used that on every channel now sort of thing. So it's just really making sure that you, when you put the time and effort into creating content, that you're getting the most out of it. Just going back to one thing though, when it comes to securing your handles, with YouTube, you can create your channel for your business, but you need, I believe it's 100 subscribers before you can actually do the vanity URL. Yes, that's right, definitely. And so our last tip going off the content calendar planning is to check out our episode one if you haven't already. Bless that episode. So much fun. Oh my God, our starting <laughs> one. I don't know if we should direct people to that. Well, it was about theme days, guys. So if you're having trouble mapping out what content you want to be posting or you have no idea where to start, theme days is a great tool to get you going. So Monday it's motivation, yep. sales um, post on a Thursday on a Friday funny or something like that. There's a heap more that are probably more suited to your business, but that just gives you an idea of what we're talking about. Agreed. So awesome. That was how to choose a social media platform that's going to suit your business or, you know, just jump on all of them and go for gold. And if you do have any questions and stuff about, you know, which platform to choose or anything like that, hit us up, man. Just send us an email or whatever. We really love to hear what your thoughts and if, if there's because obviously we can't cover every single thing but Absolutely. it helps us to plan out future episodes and stuff as well definitely we look forward to hearing from you and thank you for joining us tonight for marketing and margaritas cheers thanks for listening to this episode of marketing and margaritas find more free marketing tips tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au